Hello, my name is Emmett Miller. I'm thrilled to be sharing with you the mind tools of selective awareness, mindfulness, guided imagery, meditation, and affirmations. I've taught these techniques to thousands of people for nearly 50 years with enormous success, and I'm certain they will be of enormous benefit to you as well. You'll find them fun to do, easy to learn, and they will enable you to transform your life. To begin with, let's look at what our goal is. It is to understand how unnecessary and excessive fear can interfere with your success, make you feel helpless and even hopeless, how it can stop you from doing the things you really want to do, and even make you physically ill, and especially our goal is to eliminate it using the power of your mind. Here's an initial experience to get you started on the right foot. Right now, I want you to pay careful attention. If possible, stop doing other things for a few moments. Focus your mind and come into the present moment. Let yourself sit in a comfortable position. Let your hands and arms rest comfortably in your lap or next to you. Choose a point on the wall opposite you that you can easily focus your eyes upon and keep them focused on that point while you take a deep breath in. And as you let that breath out, become aware that at this moment in time, there's nowhere else that you need to go. There's nothing else that you need to do. And there's no problem that you have to solve at this moment in time. Therefore, you may give yourself permission to relax. Good. Take another deep breath in. And as you let it out, let your eyelids fall closed and let your eyes gently roll upward behind your closed eyelids. And imagine you can see the word relax as though it's written there on the back of your forehead. Relax. That's it. Now take one more deep, relaxing breath in, and as you let it out, imagine you're breathing out all unnecessary tension from your body, emptying your body of all unnecessary stress. And just let the air do the breathing for you, just as it does when you're sleeping, deeply sleeping at night. And with each breath out, imagine your mind is being emptied of all unnecessary thoughts and ideas, questions, doubts. Breathing all distractions out through your nose and allowing your relaxed awareness to rest comfortably in the safety and spaciousness of this moment here. And now, more and more relaxed with each breath. Good. Now give yourself permission to stay present for the next 10 minutes or so, to listen 
and absorb the important messages I will share with you now. Take a deep breath in, and as you let it out, feel yourself reawakening as if you've just had a deep, restful sleep, reorienting yourself to the place where your body is resting comfortably. Wide awake. Good. You may allow your eyelids to remain closed or open them, whichever way you can stay most alert and focused. So, what is fear? If you want to win a game or program a computer, you'll have a better chance of being successful if you understand what the rules are and how the system works. By the same token, to conquer paralyzing fear reactions, it's best to understand how your brain works, since your brain is the source of that fear. So I will begin by sharing with you the simple mechanisms that modern neuroscience and ancient wisdom have revealed to us. I will then guide you in learning the powerful tools of mindfulness, meditation, and guided imagery. These mind tools will aid you in conquering unnecessary fear, eliminating it from your life, and making wise choices that will make you successful in your work, in your relationships, in all aspects of your life, and guide you to success, fulfillment, happiness, and love. Sound like a tall order? Well, actually, it's much simpler than you might imagine if you know how the system works. Here's how it works. Fear is a condition in which there's a particular emotion that you feel. Fear is also present as a particular physical state of the body characterized by tension and tightness. A rapid heart rate and rapid respiration. A shunting of blood and energy away from the organs of digestion and into your muscles to prepare you to fight or run away. And also other physical effects that are associated with the fight or flight response. All these reflect an overall chemical state in your body that is the result of the behavior of your limbic system, your paleomammalian cortex, sometimes referred to as the emotional brain or the monkey brain, when it is triggered by the amygdala. The amygdala is an almond-shaped mass of gray matter in your limbic system that functions in all mammals to detect threats of death or injury. The behaviors of the limbic system evolved hundreds of thousands of years ago, and those behaviors were well suited to the prehistoric era. The activities of your limbic system are automatic and usually not under your conscious control. Although you become aware of the results of its actions, you become especially aware of the fear that results when your amygdala triggers the fight-or-flight response and the release of stress chemicals such as adrenaline and cortisol. These chemicals, in effect, begin to dissolve the internal organs of your body, convert them to glucose, and pump that energy-giving glucose out into your muscles so that you can escape. 
The system works fine if you do it only for a few seconds or for a few minutes every once in a while. One of the important effects that occur as a result of the limbic sphere state is that it also actively inhibits your cortical functioning. In other words, the fearful monkey brain blocks the activity of the slower reacting conscious levels of your brain and mind from functioning and distracting it from its high-speed life-saving functions. This process evolved originally to protect us from the dangers that surrounded us in the world we lived in 500,000 years ago. Back then, the situations that threatened us, the stressors, were things like attacking saber-toothed tigers, landslides, and attacks by cannibal tribes. Stressors such as these are easily identified, and the proper response was mainly a physical one, to fight off the attacker or run away as fast as possible, immediately. These are called type 1 stressors, and they only last for a very short while. Either we escape from the danger or we die. Following this, we generally will have a period of peace and safety in which to relax and heal. Therefore, our system stayed in balance, or homeostasis. But for you, most of the time, in the so-called civilized world we live in these days, the situations that create fear in us are not dangerous situations threatening death in the next 10 seconds. They're not situations that are threatening imminent physical harm, and they're not physical things that we can strike out against or turn tail and run from. They're more vague in the future, sometimes the distant future, and are generally threats to things such as our peace of mind, our self-image, our financial condition, our relationships, or our grade point average. And the stressed state becomes chronic due to the continuous demands being made upon us. In other words, the fear we feel is the attempt of the animal part of our brain to get us to physically escape from whatever seems to be challenging us. And the physical conditions it produces in us, although excellent for dealing with someone who's trying to steal your pig or a falling tree, now actually tend to work against us. They cause headaches, upset stomach, sweating, trembling, and all sorts of physical problems. And what may be worst of all, they inhibit the functioning of the higher levels of your mind that dwell in your neocortex, especially your prefrontal cortex, the executive part of your brain, sometimes called the brain's brain, because it is responsible for such high-level functions as focusing and organizing attention, impulse control and organizing emotional reactions, strategizing, planning, and following through on plans, considering and prioritizing competing and simultaneous information, ignoring external and internal distractions, accessing internal wisdom, and making complex decisions. The result of this is that the greater the level of fear, 
the worse you will be at analyzing the current situation and discovering a creative solution to it. Instead, you're likely to make impulsive decisions, to be irritable, or to abuse others, or to escape into alcohol, drugs, shopping, infidelity, anger, or any of a host of other addictive and very unwise behaviors, all of which are ways your monkey mind is trying to escape from the feeling of fear. What's more, the constant and never-ending nature of the stressors in our lives blocks us from achieving that balance our ancestors would find when they rested and relaxed after the brief episodes of stress. These periods of relaxation serve to basically reset the whole system. But in our culture, we seldom, if ever, have a real break. The stress builds up and we become ill. If you were, however, to stop and enter a deeply relaxed meditative state for just a few moments right after each stressful struggle you went through, you'd be far healthier and happier. So, fear is useful just for a few seconds or minutes, but after that it just prevents you from being able to analyze and formulate creative solutions, especially those that involve complex behaviors in the future. Fear only makes us feel miserable and look for an escape. How to conquer fear. What I'm going to show you first is how to quiet your limbic system so you can mindfully experience the feeling of fear without being overwhelmed by it. Then mindfully ask yourself, what in my internal or external environment is triggering this emotion of fear? Now, if that trigger is something you can physically run away from, like a speeding car coming toward you, and if physically running away from it is the wise thing to do, then by all means do it. But if there is no physical activity that's going to help you solve the problem triggering the fear, then you will learn how to sustain the positive, relaxed feeling and call on your higher mind for a better solution. So what you've learned is that the world in which your brain evolved has changed drastically, yet your brain has not evolved very much at all, and its primitive reflexes are causing you major trouble. So the bottom line is that you need to upgrade your mental operating system, your brain's information processing system, just as you need to upgrade the operating system of your computer or cell phone from time to time so that you can interface properly with the world. After a bit of practice, because it takes a while for the brain to fully learn this new thought behavior, when you feel a fearful sensation, you won't jump to a conclusion or act unwisely. Instead, you'll slow down for a moment. Think about the situation logically. Choose the wisest outcome you can imagine. Then initiate the behaviors that will bring that about. And by the wisest choice, I mean the choice you will most likely look back upon in the future and say, 
I'm glad I made that choice. By operating from a relaxed, mindful state, you can come up with that wise response in the moment, instead of hours or days later after your monkey mind has made an embarrassing mess of things. There, in just a few short minutes, you've learned how the fear-producing system in your brain works, the role of your ancient limbic system, or monkey brain, and how the neurochemicals it secretes produce the fear and anxiety symptoms you've experienced. Next, you will learn a very powerful technique to create deep relaxation, which is the direct chemical antidote to fear. Further on, as you journey through this series, you will learn how you can relieve the discomfort, block addictive patterns, cope with various challenges, and harness the energy of fear to create success, happiness, and love in your life. Now, get ready to experience exactly how to do this in your life, step by step, but return from time to time to review the teachings in today's session.